The difference between Subhanallah and Alhamdulillah is that in Tasbih, as in Subhanallah, we remove any imperfections that we attribute to Allah Almighty. And in Takhmeed, we affirm all the beauties and perfections that exist in Allah Almighty. So in Tasbih, as in Subhanallah, we negate imperfections. And in Takhmeed, as in Alhamdulillah, we affirm perfections. Now a question might naturally arise in our minds that what is the need for Tasbih? Isn't it redundant? If we believe in Allah Almighty, then we already believe that He is free of all imperfections. So what is the need for doing tasbih and saying subhanallah and saying that Allah is free of all imperfections? The reality is that although in concept we might believe that Allah Almighty is free of imperfections, but in practice we often don't. And this has a debilitating effect on our prayers. For example, if we haven't experienced the nearness of Allah Almighty in a long period of time, then a feeling of distance starts to arise in our hearts, a rust starts to settle in on our hearts. When we pray to Allah Almighty, then although in concept we know that He is near, He is closer to us than our jugular vein, He is where with us wherever we go. But in that moment, our practical belief is that He is distant. And the result is that when we feel that He is distant, when our practical belief is that He is distant, then we don't really think that He can hear us. We don't see Him as being all-hearing. Then we stop praying to Him. We don't really think that He is all-seeing. And it reflects in the stance that we have in prayer and our facial expressions, because we don't really think that Allah Almighty is seeing us. We don't really believe that He can answer our prayers. So we stop seeking an answer and our relationship with Allah Almighty dies away. So there are so many negative things that happen as a result of these imperfections that slowly creep into our practical beliefs as a result of dormancy. So tasbih or subhanallah means the removing of all of these thoughts that exist within us. If we don't observe subhanaka with attention at the beginning of prayer, then our beliefs and concept will stand in contradiction with our beliefs in practice. Our concepts will be telling us that Allah Almighty is near, He hears, He sees, He can answer. But our practical beliefs will be contradicting it. And this internal turmoil within ourselves, this contradiction will cause frustration throughout our prayers because our mind and our heart are not in congruity, are not in harmony throughout the prayer. So Subhanaka observed correctly brings our heart and our mind, our practical and our conceptual beliefs into harmony with each other. Now when we say Subhanaka from our heart and with these points in mind, then immediately those wrong beliefs start to fall away on their own. It doesn't take any special effort. It happens automatically. When we're standing in prayer and we say Subhanaka, and we ask ourselves that, do I really understand that Allah Almighty is near? Then that false belief that exists in our practical beliefs in our heart that Allah Ta'ala is distant, that disappears immediately. And we realize that, no, I'm standing in the presence of Allah Almighty. There's a feeling of awareness that washes over us that didn't exist before we said Subhanaka. Suddenly we realize that He is not deaf, but Allah Ta'ala can hear and He has heard every single word I've said. He's not blind, but He sees my every movement. He can answer and He could answer me right now if He wanted to. And He is all-knowing and He knows every weakness of mine and every thought that I have. So Subhanaka said with attention at the beginning of prayer, removes that frustration that can exist in our prayers when we allow a contradiction to linger within ourselves. Subhanaka, when said with attention at the beginning of prayer, creates a harmony and removes those dangerous imperfections that we start to attribute to Allah Almighty over times of dormancy, which then debilitate 
our ability to communicate with him, to pray with him, to feel his presence and his nearness. When we say Subhanaka in the beginning of prayer, one question that we can ask ourselves is that do I really believe that Allah Almighty can answer my prayer at this moment? In concept, of course, we all believe that in this very second, if Allah Almighty wanted to, he could answer my prayers. But in practical belief, is it there? The Promised Messiah said that never miss salah, observe it repeatedly, and with this thought that I am standing in front of a being of such power that if he wills, he can accept my prayer now, in this very state, in fact, in this very moment, in this very second. So concept is one thing, but imagine a prayer, a salah, observed with this belief in practice, with this reality in front of us. That prayer would be a completely different prayer than one that we have observed before it. So our concepts will not have changed. Our belief in concept, concept is exactly the same as it was before. But after tasbih and subhanaka, when we bring our concept in line with our reality, and then we pray to Allah Almighty, knowing that He can accept my prayer at this very second if He wanted to, then that prayer, that salah, is a very different prayer indeed.